Welcome to Typical Books, Horror Fiction Unbound. I'm Lydia Peaver, horror author and co-host of the horror film podcast Dead Air and creator of the horror booktube channel Typical Books. Just yesterday, my good friend and listener Tom LaRue asked why I didn't have Typical Books as a podcast too. So here we are. I'm going to have this little introduction for the first 10 shows because the audio quality left much to be desired, but I want them included here to complete the set. That said, the entire show will be here, so if the first few episodes of Juvenalia here don't grab you, skip ahead 10 or more episodes. After that, they will just mirror what ends up on YouTube. Thank you to Anchor for hosting. This is an experiment on many levels, so please comment and let me know what you are reading during your ooky spooky day, and for now, on with the show. It's a typical book about a typical family. They just happen to be vampires. And they're lying to their kids. So that's typical. Lying parents. Liars. The Raptors. 2010, and I bought this two years ago. I saw it on the shelf for quite a long time. I think I was misled entirely, thinking that it was some sort of spin-off of To Kill a Mockingbird, which isn't bad. I thought it was in line with those retellings, um, like Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, which I didn't necessarily enjoy. Although I was scared off thinking that it was a retelling of a different book, which would teach me about judging a book by its cover. When I did judge it by its cover, I wanted to read it. Good use of text, good use of color, good use of blood. Just a little bit of blood. Just a little tiny bit. I like that the back cover and the front cover go together. That's like a very important thing in a book. There's nothing more of a ripoff than when the front and back cover don't go together. It wasn't until I read the inside flap that I was tempted to pick it up. I didn't know anyone else that had read it. I think that was part of the problem. Meet the Radleys. Just about everyone knows a family like the Radleys. Many of us grew up next door to one. They're a modern family, averagely content, averagely dysfunctional, living in a staid and quiet suburban town. Peter is an overworked doctor whose wife, Helen, has become increasingly remote and uncommunicative. Rowan, their teenage son, is being bullied at school, and their anemic daughter, Clara, has recently become a vegan. They are typical, that is, save for one devastating exception. Peter and Helen are vampires, and have for 17 years been abstaining by choice from a life of chasing blood in the hope that their children could live normal lives. Best fictional reference book contained within a fiction work. The Abstainer's Handbook is one fictional reference book that I'd really like to own, along with a handbook for the recently deceased from the film Beetlejuice, of course. Who doesn't want to have a copy of that? Never invite a practicing vampire into your home, even if they are a friend or a member of your family. The Abstainer's Handbook, 2nd edition, page 87. Blood doesn't satisfy cravings. It magnifies them. The Abstainer's Handbook, 2nd edition, page 50. Important information for those who don't drink blood anymore. One thing that this book taught me was to write what you need to and that's it. Some chapters are really short. Not having to worry about transitions between characters, not having to worry about transitions between scenes. Each chapter is just a self-contained tiny little story in itself. There are a lot of what would seem to be vampire in-jokes 
for those who've read a lot of vampire fiction or a lot of vampire nonfiction, there's a lot of sustenance in here. The problems with sunlight, the problems with garlic, all those little things we like to pick on authors about are in here, and the, he handles it in his own humorous way. Some things are focused on, like bloodlust, rage, superhuman strength, those sort of things come into play, and other things are laughed about or completely ignored. In creating the world, he relies a lot on what you already know about vampires and what you already know about the world and just human interactions. And that's one thing that taught me about creating a world is that you don't have to have a map and a companion guide and a glossary and a dictionary and 14 books to back up your world. Have your characters shape that world in their actions and what they do and what they know and what they tell you you can find out. You can research things in the real world that you find out from fiction books, especially when they have a lot of parallels with the world you already know. There is an abstainer's glossary in case you need it, what he wants you to know about his world. Not that it's really needed because it is explained in the text or you get the drift anyway, but it is extra fun. I like when the gore and the blood suddenly happens. It's almost overwhelmingly terrifying for a few seconds. Very sweet and simple and cute and thought-provoking and then all of a sudden I got hit over the head with a baseball bat full of razor wire nails. The Radleys is a typical book. It says so inside. Well, it says that they're a typical family, which is typical. Soon enough, I'll be reading Dog Blood by David Moody and Dan Simmons' book, Carrying Comfort. If you have a book that you want me to read, leave it in the comments or get a hold of me on Twitter or send me an email. If you are looking for something new to read, some insight or reviews of horror you have read, or even talk from a writer's perspective, I hope you enjoy this little show. Feel free to check out the YouTube version by searching Typical Books, or visit me at lydiapever.ca. Thank you, and have a dark, devious day.